0: Welcome to the Naked Truth Relationships podcast, where Christians with different relationship statuses and histories chat about what it's really like in the church when it comes to dating, singleness, marriage and everything in between. We're glad you decided to listen to this podcast and join the conversation. I'm here with Jonathan, say hello. Hello. And with Nathan, say hello. 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 And in this episode, we're looking at issues surrounding dating and singleness, and um, Jonathan and Nathan have an amazing ministry, which they'll introduce in a second, which work with young adults, so students, and Jonathan's nodding, <laughs> all of you <laughs> listeners are, um, and with Christians and non-Christians reaching out to, so yeah. very unique perspective, um, looking at this age group when it comes to dating, singleness, and everything like that. So, let's begin. These podcasts are just meant to be chats and conversations. My name is Andre and I oversee Naked Truth relationships. Um, and our aim and vision is to equip people with the tools they need to build mutually fulfilling, mutually enjoyable, God-centered relationships. Jonathan, um, before we kick off, do you want to tell us a bit about Rivers and Robots and Set Sail and the ministry
1: you started and are involved in? Sure. Um, yeah, so I started the Rivers and Robots musical project uh, about nine years ago now. I started it in my bedroom, just I was probably 17, 18, and it was around the time I really felt God was calling me into leading worship for the first time, which even that whole thing was terrifying because I hated being in front of people and singing and doing all that stuff. But I started to write these songs in my bedroom, and they were kind of like a mixture of indie music meets electronic music, which is kind of where the name came from like the flowing, rivery melodic stuff and robotic sounds. And yeah, just kind of like made these weird worship songs and didn't know if anyone would like them or listen to them. But um, <laughs> Nine years to, later. Yeah, we <laughs> seem to be doing okay. So. And Set Sail,
0: what's, that's the wider ministry, isn't it?
1: Yeah, so um, me and Nathan probably been doing it like seven years, Rivers and Robots now, um, when it became a band after a couple of years. And then we kind of reached this point where we felt like we wanted to go full time with it, um, but we didn't want to go the traditional route of just like signing to a big label and like just doing megachurch tours and all of that stuff but we really felt we wanted to live as missionaries and like really treat what we do as a ministry job and um a lot of it comes down to like the whole aim of rivers and robots is to be creative with our music and the things that we create and so set is thinking wider than just the music it's like how can we do that with art and creativity and how can we try and inspire and equip other artists and creators around to um just kind of use what they do use the gifts that they have to proclaim who jesus is and like actually make him known in the world so It's kind of, we call ourselves creative missionaries, basically. We're kind of exploring that world of art and faith coming together. Nathan, how
0: long have you been involved in this? And are you doing this full-time as well? Is this your full-time job? Yeah, so
2: I met Jonathan seven years ago. Um, We were working sort of behind the scenes in various Christian charities. And um, yeah, Jonathan showed me one of these singles off this album. And I, I thought it was great and convinced him to turn it into a band. Um, and yeah just following the journey really um, we were praying about going full time and I jumped at the same time Jonathan did and mm-hmm. we both quit our jobs together and did this
0: full time So, yeah, and it's amazing because I've actually known Jonathan and Nathan before Rivers and Robots even started yeah. so to see this journey has been amazing and just see your faithfulness and as I said I love the fact it is worship and art and all creative stuff but mm-hmm. it's not just inside the church it's outside the church sure. and meeting people where they're at and so it really is exciting to see and obviously, your involvement with young adults is obviously quite relevant for today. Mm. But before we delve into our three questions that these podcasts kind of evolve around, um, Jonathan, do you just want to give a bit of context about your personal story and your personal
1: and um, relationship status at the moment? Sure. Um, so I am very single and I, <laughs> <laughs> not just a little, single. just very single. <laughs> um, grew up in uh, like a Christian home, my parents are like. My dad was one of the church leaders, and I'm like the youngest in a big family. Um, so yeah, it's been a bit of a crazy upbringing, but I've loved it. But yeah, I've always been single. I've like literally never been in a relationship. And I'm almost twenty seven, so I guess that's kind of weird. But.
0: <laughs> yeah. yeah, I guess it's quite rare in our in our society and in church even as well. Yeah. And yeah, no, we'll delve a bit into that, I'm sure, as we go on. And Nathan, same question. So what is your yeah. context and where are you at?
2: Um, yes, I'm the same, brought up in church. Um, sim- very similar story to Jonathan Ritty. Um I'm not very single. I'm, <laughs> I'm dating someone at the moment. Um, and yeah, I mean, I've always just, just been open to if God wants to bring someone into my life and then just exploring that and the ups and downs of being in relationships and dating and breakups and all that I've been through
0: it all so I'm 30 <laughs> now so yeah okay so the first question then to kick us off and um, so what is your experience of singleness slash dating in the Christian context so I guess what are the what are the things we've experienced or things we've seen the high mm-hmm. points low points kind of interpret that any way you want but what is your experience in the Christian context of this stuff
1: mm.
0: I guess you have more experience than yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I have
2: I think one of my experiences has been, it it's, it's it feels intense. I mean, I don't know anything apart from the Christian world, really, because that's what I've been surrounded by all my life. But um, I feel like when it comes to dating, there is this kind of underlying level of intensity. Like, um, you know, if you if you ask a girl out for a coffee, she suddenly thinks you're proposing to her. Or something, <laughs> do you know what I mean? Or or if you go to the cinema with someone. Um, being involved in a church suddenly everybody wants to know what's going on and <laughs> um, I think there's just this kind of thing in, in a church context where you're living in a community of people mm-hmm. um, which isn't very common in the modern world Like, and I think everybody whether they're being nosy or just taking an interest. <laughs> I don't know, like... Yeah, that so fine line. ...wants to know exactly what's going on in your life. and yeah. Especially small
1: churches, because yeah. we're both from a small church. We're
2: both in like, really small churches. So Everyone yeah. knows
1: exactly what's going on.
2: Um, <laughs> yeah. It'd be a bit awkward if, like, the girl in the row next to you suddenly you, you bust her up for yes. coffee, and then suddenly everybody in the church knows about
0: it. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. yeah you can't just disappear to the background in a small journey oh. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, and like that so that intensity is that something that you see not just in your own journey but in like would your do you think your friends or you know people you see would you think that they would align to that as well on the whole yeah i i do think that people
2: i, I, I feel like people take dating i know i know it's like a a serious thing I guess in starting a relationship but I sometimes feel like we've take it too seriously sometimes and like it's okay to just enjoy going out for a coffee with someone and getting to know them and actually mm. it doesn't need to be this big intense thing we can just enjoy it and yeah see see if there's
0: some compatibility there or not and like yeah and yeah, no, I think that's right because I think you have a society that says dating is just a bit of fun; don't worry about it. And so mm. the church react against that by saying yeah, we need to take it a bit way. more seriously. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And yeah. it almost becomes then, yeah, it's very pressure cooker. Like you need to yeah. propose after the first date. Yeah, great. Right, so Jonathan, I guess experiencing that from from the other side, someone I single. Mm. Do yeah. you do you feel?
1: What I mean, what is your experience? Feel the pressure? Do you see that intensity yeah. in a different way? Um, yeah, I guess I have definitely seen it amongst other people. Like that whole thing of. When people are Christians, it's almost like, if everyone's a good Christian person, then you shouldn't break up with anyone, which then makes you think, if I ever ask anyone out, better get married, because yeah. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> that's where it's going. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think it's definitely, it seems like a pressure just to ask someone out for a coffee, which doesn't need to be there, I think. It's like, I think people could be better at just being okay with that, and like, <laughs> it's okay to like, even figure out if you like someone in that way, you know what I mean, like... It might take a few going out for coffees or whatever just to even figure out if you're compatible with someone. Mm, yeah, 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 Like, if you never do that, you'll never find out anyway, so. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah, I think you've
1: you both hit, like, a really
0: important point because you're almost expected to know before you've even really mm. spoken to them or yeah. opened up that conversation, which, I mean, in your experience, I'm guessing you're saying that is not not a good thing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: No, it's approaching. <laughs>
0: okay, <yeah. laughs> So the experience of... So it's quite intense. I mean, what is your experience then, you know, when it doesn't work out well? I mean, like mm-hmm. in your ministry, in your churches and friends personally, I mean, how, is that, how has that experience gone? Has it been something mm-hmm. that the church has, you know, rallied around and helped those people? Has actually been a few few
1: mistakes that could be learnt from that as well? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think a challenge is... Um, figuring out how to break up with someone in a healthy way in which you can still be friends and not feel like it needs to like destroy everything (laughs) yeah yeah. um and obviously situations are different and some things are just pretty crazy and intense but I think a lot of the times it's like yeah it can be like a destructive thing sometimes when there's a breakup and it's like oh we can't speak anymore or whatever (laughs) but I don't know
2: I think I think sometimes they're like um, I don't know if this is brutal um, <laughs> but it. like in in the modern world as well like it's kind of like you always have to be friends you know you add each other on Facebook and you're always mm. connected and I think sometimes if it hasn't worked out it is okay to just disconnect um, in a healthy way mm. and try and do it in a you know loving kind of way I suppose but it is okay to just walk away from a relationship that's not working Mm. in dating and stuff you know Um, or at least have
0: a bit of a gap
2: where you you are not see each other (laughs) other distance yeah yeah. Yeah. I mean mean, whether that's right I mean sometimes it is that you just figure out you're supposed to just be friends and that's okay Mm -hmm. but if it's if it's not been a a pleasant experience it is okay to just walk away from that too I think Mm. I don't know I feel like like Christians as Christians I feel like <laughs> this is a weird thing of like we all want to be really nice and we want to um, do everything right from a proper right I don't I think I think a lot of that we're just putting pressure on ourselves that we don't need to just think it's okay to try a relationship and it's okay if it doesn't work out and mm-hmm. it's okay to walk away like if you need to and um
0: just, But just try and be good about that and healthy about that. I don't mm-hmm. know. Yeah, I think, oh, I think there's a difference between being nice and being kind. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And obviously we need to be kind and not use people or, or string them along. Yeah. But that's different from being nice and, like I say, sometimes you need to be a bit brutal and say... <laughs> well, sometimes it's work? like if, if
2: you leave it too messy and too cloudy, <laughs> it's going to be more confusing for the person that you've broken up with. Yeah. You know, there's all the emotions attached and sometimes... Mm-hmm. It's
0: right to let something go, and mm-hmm. yeah. And I think you're right. I think for me, like having done this work for a while, I think one of the biggest problems in dating in general, but particularly Christian dating, is learning to break up well. Mm-hmm. And like I say, it's never going to be fun, and it's never going to be easy, or something you mm-hmm. want to go through. But actually, you need to learn to say this isn't working, or I mm-hmm. hope oh, we can, you know, still be friends eventually, or whatever. But actually, having that, having that language, I guess, mm-hmm. to communicate that without. Yeah, feeling like, you and
2: know, I think I think being able to communicate what you're feeling like, rather than just leaving it really confused and stuff, mm-hmm. and having mm-hmm. this blurry line, like I think I think it's honouring to just communicate if you're not happy in a relationship to communicate that well, mm-hmm. and yeah. then have good boundaries to honour yeah. the other person as well as yourself, because there's feelings involved and a breakup and all sorts of things and. Yeah. If we're trying to be kind and the nice guy or whatever, yeah.
0: you can end up hurting people more than necessary, yeah. you know what I mean? Um, yeah, no, exactly. I think you're right. I think this open-endedness in dating that it's not said this isn't going to work or, mm-hmm. you know, we've got breadcrumbing and orbiting <laughs> and all that stuff. Yeah. You're right just saying, actually, this, we yeah. need to have a talk or, you know, just a grown-up talk
1: about our expectations and where we think it's going. Yeah. yeah. I think clear communication in general sometimes is good because... I don't know if it's, like, a British thing. <laughs> I think there's a lot of, like, people being very reserved and, like, dropping hints. And, like, even, like, if you mm. like someone, it's always, like, no one actually says it. It's just kind of, like, you try and work it out. And then, Yeah. But I don't know. I've seen... I know it's kind of weird for the single guy to say, but <laughs> I know one of my friends who's, like... I think one of the youth pastors, like, she just sat the youth group down and were, like, you need to start asking some of the girls out. <laughs> it's like... <laughs> and he's married now off the back of doing that yeah. <laughs> like, it's actually pretty crazy but sometimes it's always just this weird like oh I think I like that person but I'm not going to say it because like yeah you're not allowed to like say that kind of stuff
2: I do I do feel sorry for a lot of girls in church because yeah. I think there's a lot of guys who are just not stepping up and actually just saying <laughs> yeah. what they think and mm-hmm. yeah. I think sometimes we talk about you know it gets intense and stuff sometimes the guys just need
0: to themselves out there and yeah. take them out for a coffee yeah yeah and vice versa <laughs> yeah, like whatever. you know women asking or making themselves open to mm. to being really? asked or whatever vice versa whoever does yeah. it yeah, you're yeah. all right. or a girl asking yeah, yeah out no, for a coffee no, no exactly no yeah. and so in your experience of the christian community so just mm. thinking about the ministries you've been involved in as well as church do you think we are given the language and the communication tools we need, or do you think that is lacking and something that a lot of people are
1: searching for? I think personally, it wasn't like spoken about much in my church upbringing, um, and there have been like various situations where I'm just like, I have no idea what the right thing is to do at this point. <laughs> like nobody told me about this. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. Um, and yeah, there has been a lot of just like figuring stuff out on my own. So I think generally more dialogue around it is probably a good thing. <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah. And just looking back to when I asked out my now wife
1: mm-hmm.
0: there was no like set language or thing mm-hmm. or guidance really and kind of going back to what you said if you ask someone for advice it's then very intense and it's like mm-hmm. oh so are you going to ask her to marry you or do you think it's going to work out long term and you're like <laughs> I just need the initial communication yeah. <laughs> tools you know what I mean I guess that can make yeah. it harder to start a dialogue as well I don't. I don't think
2: I was ever taught how to date. No. Like, um, I've grown up in the whole of church. Like I, I've been taught about, um, like keep yourself pure before marriage, mm. and like mm-hmm. um, talk a lot of things about you know when you when you marry someone that you commit to them, and all of this kind of stuff, kind of later down the line. But I don't think anybody ever taught me about dating at uh, mm-hmm know, yeah. it was really ever a conversation that came up. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. So it's, it is something that we've, I've just figured out myself and like mm. maybe... You know, go on Google. Well, yeah, yeah. I, I'm totally, totally the guy who goes on Google. Right? Uh, yeah, yeah. Well, back in the day, I was. Is she, does this? Does she like me? If
0: she, if she flicks her hair like this. Or, you know? I, uh, I, mean, I remember at um, Christian Camp having conversations about, you know, how do you, <laughs> what does sharing a jump, uh, lending your jumper mean? Yeah. <laughs> what if she sounds next to you in worship two nights in a row? <laughs> this, and you're like, okay. Yeah. If deep. that was the kind of dating then I think I'd, have, I'd have probably walked up <laughs> 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 yeah. 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 You're right and I guess that's kind of why I kind of do what I do in this whole negative truth relationships things mm. because people just aren't talking about it and mm. they need a bit of advice and obviously you want God to be involved in it it's not mm-hmm. just any advice you want yeah. godly advice so mm-hmm. so yeah so I mean moving on to the next question which you've probably already strayed into uh, how has the church or the Christian community like helped? us on this journey or hindered I guess we talked a bit about hindering already but how mm. has it helped or what has been the biggest hurdle you thinking
1: you thinking mm. at uh, your context yeah I think for me um one of the good things has been like seeing marriage modeled really well in a lot of examples and yeah um even like my family or my parents and just like there's a lot of just really well modelled marriages in my church I think and (laughs) being able to see that I think I mean I would hope that it's more common in the church than not but (laughs) (laughs) I hope that Christians are good at like sticking out commitment and you know all that stuff but um, yeah I think that's been a good thing to see that
2: and like there's the whole thing of putting others before yourself kind Mm -hmm. of thing which I think is really important in dating Mm -hmm. as well of like that it's not about just fulfilling your own needs but Mm -hmm. thinking about the other person um, which I think, church models really well mm-hmm. and teaches really well. Um, I think I think one of the hindrances I don't know if you're the same, Jonathan, but I've I've grown up in a church that's like a lot of older people in the church. Okay. It's not a trendy city church, um, so that can also be quite a hindrance. Really, it's like, mm-hmm. how do you meet? Other Christians your age. Um, yes, yeah, when yeah. you're in a church context that's full of older people, um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. which is a bit easier for people like us because we travel around a lot mm. doing music. Yes. And, um but I can definitely see the need for more kind of meeting places mm-hmm. and connection points to meet other people your age. Um, might be quite helpful as well. Yeah,
1: I think there aren't a lot of like regular occurring things where. Particularly small church groups can actually like yeah. meet with other people other than like a youth weekend away, which then becomes really intense because it's <laughs> like yeah, you yeah, you've can't. got three days to find your wife
2: but I know we've we've been running these worship nights in in mainstream venues, and that has been a place where I know there's been friendships formed there I don't know if there's mm-hmm. been any relationships yet, but <laughs> yeah. um.
0: More of that kind of thing would be really helpful as well, I think mm. um, yeah. yeah so so do you see the answer because I'm always intrigued by his question of what can the church do or how much should they or can they be involved in? Do you see it more as people outside the church, so like you say, if there's not a lot of people in your church' it's having this mm. other ministry that draws people of the same age, mm. roughly the same area together? Obviously, in your context, that's working. Do you think that's more the answer—getting people out of their comfort zone or out of their context and joining together?
1: Uh, in some way, yeah. I mean, I guess if you look at the world and like a lot of people meet in just random bars and clubs and all kinds of stuff, but like there isn't really that in the Christian world in that sense. Like um, probably for good reasons, but there, are, like, there's not really a context like that other than like a Sunday morning churches or like a conference or something like a time where people just meet not even for like a service or something you know what I mean like a a place where Christians get together and it's just like absolutely time to like hang out and get to know people and Mm. um, I don't know of a lot of that that exists yeah yeah you're right especially (laughs) especially
0: (laughs) in thinking similar age Mm. yeah because yeah obviously the whole church community does stuff together but you know focusing on young adults for example doesn't happen a lot Mm. especially if there's not a lot of young adults in your church yeah yeah but just like just
2: regular meeting over like food or something like Mm. that and just chatting Mm. you know not in like a weird kind of speed dating kind of way (laughs) you know just actually just getting to make friends and and just connect outside of church would
0: be really good I think Mm -hmm. yeah I think you're right and just that what you said like time to connect and have friendships and if something happens great but yeah Maybe reduce that intensity as well because you're not got everyone from the church who knows who you are right, looking <laughs> you yeah, yeah. over your shoulder. Yeah. And, yeah. yeah, and I guess as well, I mean, from what I'm hearing, it's a space where you can just meet and talk to a stranger, and there isn't mm-hmm. that. or yeah. are they going to get it together? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah, no, that's good. Yeah, no, I which is very helpful. Then. And so, as as someone who's single, mm. and, and Nathan, someone who's dating. I mean, do you feel? Because I, I mean, I got married what, fairly young, well, 25, so yeah. well, much younger than what you are now. Mm-hmm. I mean, do you feel the pressure in your church? It's like, oh, you know, you're you're heading to 30 and all that. Because <laughs> I still think that's sometimes the perception that mm-hmm. you, you should be getting married or you should be doing it when you're younger. And I mean, do you still feel that? Do you still feel pressure in that sense? Or is that is it a different
1: type of pressure nowadays? Uh I think every now and then it's not like a regular pressure for me but um you always get some of the older people that are like are there any special ladies around <laughs> <laughs> <It's> like, no <laughs> but um yeah I, I wouldn't say I feel like a massive pressure with it it's just like
2: I don't think I don't think it's a pressure anybody's put on me mm. um it's maybe something that I've allowed to go on in my head sometimes Like yeah. mm. certainly when I turned 30 um I think I was single at the time I mm. turned 30 and it was like oh wow because like, you have this whole thing in your head of like oh you know when I reach this age I'll probably be married and might own a house at this point and mm. I guess when you hit this age and you just suddenly realise oh life doesn't always work out mm-hmm. the way that you planned it yeah it can be a bit of a pressure and you it can play in, in, on your mind a bit but mm-hmm. I don't know, at that point, you just have to... I think I think I just sat and just said, right, I'm going to trust God about this because, you know, he's he's kind of got a good plan for me and, like, I'll just pray about it. And I'm sure if I'm supposed to meet someone, they'll also be freaking out and <laughs> praying as well. Um, and between the two of us, and Lord, if we
0: pray hard enough, we'll meet each other eventually, you know. Um, I don't know, yeah. And do you find, to ask someone who's, like say, you're dating, um, what is the... One thing the church did, or you wish they had done, to help you specifically in that trying to discern if this is right, and if it sounds like you're still on a journey together, which is obviously understandable. And yeah. um, like, what do you think the church did or could have done to actually make that better or make that easier? Um,
2: I'm not sure to be honest, because I, I think I personally think it's more of a more of a personal. Mm relationship things so i'm not sure if i really want other people involved on that level i think one of the things i've been finding helpful though is just having like an older person that i go and talk to every now and again um outside of the relationship and you go get a coffee with them and just talk through some worries or anxieties or anything like that i think i know i know my girlfriend's got the same thing she talks to people outside the relationship and I think that's quite a healthy thing to do so it's not all just me and her battling through things you Mm. know um, I think that's maybe something maybe the church could help with is just having older people around who you can just
0: offload some stuff to Mm. (laughs) yeah I think that's a good point because because there is no set rule for dating like you say it's personal and two different people you know no two people are the same no couples are the same Mm. So having that, yeah, more just support to kind of, I guess, process it mm, and yeah. talk to someone is actually more helpful than yeah. people realise. If you need it, yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah. And I do believe there are things we can all do well, all learn from each other, but I think you are right, especially when the rules keep changing with dating and it is a very personal thing. It is good to just have that insight or just someone to listen, I guess, so it's not all yeah. in your head and you get carried away. or Because I've seen it become people build out this romantic bubble mm-hmm. in their heads and also seeing them get carried away in you know too intense or thinking oh, it's definitely not going to work and actually just talking it through with someone a bit mm-hmm. of perspective yeah. help
1: as well as talking to your girlfriend obviously, yeah, <laughs> obviously yeah. <laughs> yeah. sure i'm sure you do yeah i think that's a healthy way to process stuff as well like rather than like googling everything <laughs> trying to figure it out yourself like having peers or like friends that you can actually just go to and say like what does this mean like what do you think you should do in this situation but a lot of people don't have that and I think if the church is able to be that and have people that you can go to to have those like honour level conversations that aren't just like having to sign up for a 12 week class or something (laughs) (laughs) but it's probably good. That's the thing because we were talking about dating
2: in a community can Mm. be a bit weird sometimes because everyone's nosy Mm. but like actually when you're in a community and it's done well Mm. Um, and you can actually, you know, share some, some of your thoughts with someone in a, in a trusted way and stuff, like, that's actually a really beneficial thing, and, yeah. like, that's actually
0: community done well, you know. Um, okay. Yeah. Yeah, no, which is a really important point, because I think, yeah, the general rule for society is everyone steps back and you figure out yourself, but mm-hmm. where the church is uniquely placed is what, exactly what you've just said. Mm-hmm. You know, people are older, who care for you, yeah. who are invested... And I guess it's tweaking it to not just when are you going to get married, but <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> tweaking it to how are you doing now. Yeah. yeah. Because I genuinely believe dating in and of itself can honour God and mm-hmm. can honour the people involved. It doesn't have yeah. to lead to marriage for mm-hmm. you to get a tick from Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. I yeah. guess it's that shifting that mindset among the wider church community. Yeah. So the third question then what is the main thing or main things mm-hmm. you think need changing or tweaking? Obviously, we've discussed this a bit already, but what are the main thing or things you think need tweaking or changing? Particularly, Jonathan, in the era of singleness mm-hmm. and, I guess, thinking long-term about how to move to dating and Nathan, someone who is dating,
1: what do you think is yeah. the main thing that needs changing or tweaking? Yeah. Um, I think one thing is uh, there isn't a lot of Talk about singleness <laughs> in the sense of like it's kind of seen as obviously everyone's aim is get married and like of course it's like <laughs> and there's but there's some people who feel called to lifelong yeah to exactly as well but yeah. I feel like that isn't spoken about very much mm-hmm. it's nearly always like marriage is seen as like the goal I think in some cases it isn't but <laughs> yeah <laughs> um, I don't see that often represented yeah. and another thing is like it's probably quite depressing, but the, the, I think a lot of the times what's presented from the front is like the perfect picture of stuff and not always like the realness of it. And there's a lot of the whole like, pastor's wife stands up, look at my amazing wife, she's the best woman in the world, all this kind of stuff. Set up like, you need to find this incredible, perfect person that's out there somewhere. Or the pastor's husband. Right. (laughs) Um, But then like, Yeah, I think sometimes it's nice to hear about the honesty. Sometimes when like oh they actually had an argument or like (laughs) something wasn't like perfectly put together and um, that kind of realness and honesty is actually quite helpful sometimes when people are going through their own relationships and things aren't perfect and they look around and think everyone else's is. (laughs) Yeah, um,
0: you know that's really that's a really good point because even just the last talk I did on dating and singleness Mm. and I said. And I talked about the fact that you know a few days before, just really just snapped at my wife and we mm-hmm. had a bit of an argument. Yeah, and their jaws dropped. And you're like, well, <laughs> anyone who's married who's being honest would <laughs> would be able to tell you stories. Yeah, and you're right, just that honesty. Because we'll be honest in other areas of our life in the mm-hmm. church. Yeah, uh, church is really good at enabling that honesty. But mm-hmm. you're right when it comes to relationships, it's almost yeah. <laughs> if it's not perfect, God's not in it, which is a complete mm-hmm. lie. And yeah. Yeah, so Nathan. I mean, yeah. same question to you. So I think, I think
2: for me, I think um, similar to Jonathan, there's I don't feel there's much talking about dating in church. I think over the last ten years of being in my home church, I don't think anyone's ever talked about dating. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think, I think that would be helpful. And I think um, anything that can lower the intensity level when it comes to the whole thing, like that, actually should just be fun to go out and have a coffee with someone or Mm. go to the cinema with someone you're basically just spending time with a friend and seeing if it's more than that you know
0: but I mean, just unpacking that just a bit, mm. I mean, this whole idea of lowering the intensity. I mean, can you think of specific things? So I guess for me, which has come out a bit in this conversation is when we're in church, whether we're single, dating or married, when we see other people dating, mm-hmm. not just asking them when are going to get married or not just assuming that they have to get married for the relationship to honour God, because mm-hmm. we talked about breaking up. Well, so I guess that's one way we would, I mm-hmm. would say, to lower the intensity take off that pressure that it has to lead to marriage Mm -hmm. I mean is there any other things that you could think of which might be helpful
1: I think kind of just normalising it in conversation sometimes like um, I do a lot of stuff with youth and like that's kind of an interesting dynamic sometimes where sometimes like they're in a relationship and don't want to say because they're like what if it's like wrong or we're not supposed to say this but it's just nice sometimes when someone comes up and it's like or, normally somebody else tells you that someone else has a girlfriend or whatever. Um but then you're just like, Cool, that's great, like how did you meet? I'm like, Oh it's such a thing, I'm like awesome, I'm like how's it going? That like suddenly it's like, Oh, it's okay that I've I'm going out with someone. Yeah. <laughs> like,
2: I think that's <laughs> what I'm trying through. to say as well. Just just try and normalise mm. the whole idea of dating because I I just think maybe it's got a bit intense. Yeah. Yeah. In <laughs> yeah. the church world, just like it's cool, like just go and take someone up for a movie. Like, mm-hmm.
0: It's not going to kill anyone. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. yeah definitely. definitely. Well, thank you, Jonathan and Nathan, for your honesty. It's been a really, really good chat. Right. right. We're going to wrap it up now. Is there anything you want to end with, or any final point you want to make? Uh,
1: I don't know. I
0: don't think so. <laughs> Enjoy life. <laughs> all the wisdom has been, yeah, <laughs> been taken great. out already. <laughs> Well, once again, thank you so much uh, for chatting to me and thank you for listening. And please do go and check out Rivers and Robots and Set Sail. Can't speak more highly of the music side and creative side and just hearing about the ministry side and their heart behind it is amazing. So really do go check it out. Um, And for more from me, please go to nakedtruthrelationships.com or obviously go to wherever it is you listen to your podcast and to hear more episodes. Until then, take care.